Hey everybody and welcome to Comics and Cinema. I'm your host Alex Klein and tonight we have a very special show for everybody. We are going to be talking Doctor Strange, not spoilers Doctor Strange, but a recap and preview of everything that you need to know to go into Doctor Strange uh, with a fresh mind and a healthy attitude so that you can enjoy this movie to the best of your ability. I am beyond excited to talk about this. I have a couple of special guests to join me as well. Uh, but before we do that, uh, I wanted to have a, a little bit of comics talk. I, uh, I don't remember if I hinted at this in the last night's episode of Verse Mightiest Weirdos, but uh, a new omnibus showed up at my door. And uh, I wanted to share it with you guys. I did open the box, so technically it's not an unboxing, but I will peel off the plastic as we go. Uh, what a perfect time it is to be a fan of Thor uh, Love and Thunder, because they just released, for the first time ever, the Thor by Jason Aaron Omnibus, which I'm already ripping at the plastic. Uh, I am so excited. I've been waiting years for this. Uh, I had collected it in um, physical print of just the issues a long time ago, which uh, hence have been sold. Uh, and I decided I'll wait for an Omnibus because I knew one would be coming. Uh, and here it is, clear as day. So I don't know if you guys know this, but Comic books like this, these bound books, they smell so good, too. So if you're a fan of smells uh, like I am, good smells, not bad smells, uh, this is a great one. So uh, let's first take a look at the uh, take this dust cover. Off. Look at Jane. She's looking great. Uh, so the front of this, this actually came with you had a choice of three different covers. So there was this cover. There was a Joe Casada cover, and then there was a main cover that uh, the other two are direct market. So the front of it is that cover, and the back of it is the Joe Casada cover, which is also absolutely gorgeous. Uh, so it doesn't really matter which cover you get. They're all the same underneath, uh, which is awesome. But again, this thing is just absolutely massive. And so it covers all 25 issues of the original Thor God of Thunder run along with the Jane Foster run, which was Thor 1 through 8, uh, Thor Annual, Thors 1 through 4, and then Mighty Thor 1 through 12. And there's still more to go. As you can see, it's a volume 1. So that means another one will be coming down the line. I know I can flip towards the end and see. I'll just go to a random page. But you get that beautiful Russell Dowerman art. There you have Jane uh, sitting for her chemotherapy. Uh, but I, I just can't wait to relive these moments. Uh, we'll see if we can find a really cool photo or picture. Actually, yeah, here you go. Look, uh, for those of you who are fans of Loki, uh, here is what inspired the uh, all of the variants of Loki. And just amazing. Again, Dowderman is an absolute uh, treasure. Uh, but super cool. Very excited to dive into this. We will definitely be talking about that as things get a little closer to Love and Thunder. The other piece that I wanted to talk about were the new comics that came out this week. So yesterday, the new batch on Marvel Unlimited premiered. And again, if you're sitting here going, Alex, I'm jonesing for some Doctor Strange before the movie. We actually get the final issue of The Death of Doctor Strange, issue number five. That miniseries is now complete. Uh, really good ending, I thought. Uh, excited to see where things go. At first, I thought they were kind of doing a cop-out classic comic book style. But then they didn't, uh, which was nice to see. The uh, The third issue of Devil's Reign is out this week as well. And if you guys aren't reading that, I would highly recommend it. Uh, both the art by Marco Cicchetto 
and uh, writing by Chip Zdarsky again. You wouldn't think that he could write this sort of stuff, but here he is absolutely killing it. Uh, we got a great new issue of Amazing Spider-Man where he is now training to become Spider-Man again because of his incident way back when, uh, about 10 issues ago, where he was poisoned. And so now he's kind of training with Black Cat and Captain America. There's a great one shot as well with uh, Black Cat and Mary Jane that kind of tied in. And then the other really great one that I enjoyed this week was the latest Thor issue, Thor issue number 21. Uh, we get to see the embodiment of Mjolnir, which was really cool and very scary. The run's called God of Hammers. And we find out why uh, Mjolnir has been kind of evil uh, in this run. And it's, I won't spoil why, but if you've read the Jason Aaron run, uh, you'll be pleasantly surprised by a certain someone or vil something that has returned and is uh, planning to wreak havoc. So uh, good week for comics, but it's an even greater week for cinema because we have not only Dr. Strange and the Multiverse of Madness coming out <clears throat> in just two short days, uh, tomorrow is the finale of Moon Knight. So if you guys were wanting a perfect week, I think they can, they've gave, they've given it to you. Not only that, we got May the 4th tomorrow. Unfortunately, we're not going to be getting uh, an Obi-Wan uh, episode, but we still have ways we can celebrate it. And with that said, I'm going to be bringing my guests on right now. We've got Kevin and Brian. Uh, Brian, I've got you up at the top. So we'll start with you first. How you doing? I am well, Alex. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Kevin? Doing good. Thank you as well for having me as well. Absolutely. So, uh, Brian, what are you doing to celebrate May the 4th? I'm hitting the golf course earlier in the morning. I took the week off of work because it's like my first week like that I could since January. Um, so that's so that's good. But I'm taking the week off. I'm hitting the golf course early in the morning, headed to Hollywood Studios to celebrate at Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. And then uh, waking up at like four in the morning to watch Moon Knight before all of this. And then on Agents of Field tomorrow night, doing the Star Wars Spectacular. And then it's all things Doctor Strange after that. Nice. Yeah, it's you're trying to kind of compartmentalize everything, right? It's Marvel with their release strategy first week in May always makes Star Wars Day a little bit more difficult. It's tough. Yeah. Kevin, what about you? Are you celebrating May the 4th? Um, not. I'll probably check out anything. If it drops on Disney+, Plus. I'll try and uh, do that. But yeah, mostly uh, going to... Uh, wake up, watch Moon Knight, and uh, see what that is. And then, yeah, I'll, if uh, there's anything on Disney Plus that pops up on the tiles, I'll uh, check that out afterwards. Yeah, awesome. Nice. I'm seeing here in the comments, too, uh, our good buddy Anthony said, how much does uh, an omnibus like this run? Uh, look no further than the back of this. This one, uh, MSRP, is $125. Uh, but... I, and I'm, maybe one day we'll, we'll get them as a sponsor or something. I purchase all of my omnibuses through cheapgraphicnovels.com, uh, literally spelled as it sounds, uh, and they are all 40% off on pre-order because most of the time, that's the, that's the trick and why I've been buying so many is these sell out really fast. I mean, this this all three of these are already sold out. Uh, I think you can get one of them maybe on their site, but I know like on Midtown, I think all three versions are all sold out. Uh, but cheap graphic novels, you can pre-order them and you could pre-order them through Midtown as well, but it's only 30% off there. And uh, you can, you have to pre-order by a certain amount of time. Whereas here you could pre-order up to the day of release, uh, which is really nice. So if you do it that way, you do have to pay all of it at once. 
Um, but it's it's totally worth it. So yeah, Brian, for example, like the uh, you made a mention about the Charles Sewell Vader for a hundred. That one would be I, I think is a fifty. Bu- they put that as fifty, uh, which is yeah. a pretty good deal. That is that is good to know. I'm not like a huge comic reader. I mean, I subscribe to Marvel Unlimited. But that Charles Soule comic run, thank you to Robert specifically, who's often on Comics and Cinema for recommending that. That is my favorite comic series ever. I it's really so I want it to be a Disney Plus series so bad. Oh my yeah, that would be awesome. And yeah, so you know that's and that's my secret trick too is like get Marvel Unlimited. It's seventy bucks a year and read absolutely everything that you want. And then those things that you really really love, buy that in a in a collected version. Because again, you're gonna get. This is a way bigger screen than any iPad or phone or whatever you're reading it on. But why would you buy the ones you don't like? So um, I, I, wise decision. That Charles Soule runs amazing. Okay, so let's dive into it. This is our Doctor Strange recap prep episode. We're going to be putting in the work, guys. Uh, we just want to let everybody know where everyone's at. Let's catch up with everyone. So I've got a little list here, and we'll start with the top. We're going to start with the headliner, Doctor Stephen Strange. Um, so what we'll do is kind of just have a conversation about it and see, you know, what bits of insight can we have? Where do, where are they at the beginning of this movie? And so from what we know, Doctor Strange just wrapped up in Spider-Man No Way Home, having uh, released the multiverse in a sense, uh, and then closed it up uh, as a last minute ditch effort. Uh, and again, for those of you listening, we will not be talking any spoilers or anything like that. Anything confirmed for Multiverse of Madness, this will all just be speculation and things we're talking about. So don't worry about being spoiled. Uh, if we do say something that happens in the movie, though, make sure you let us know because uh, that's pretty cool. But um, Kevin, what are you thinking about where Strange's head is at and where he is at the point, the beginning of this movie? Uh, well, I think it, I think it's interesting um, to take a real world look at it for a second that Dr. Strange and the multiverse of madness or Dr. Strange two, well, multiverse of madness originally was supposed to be in, uh, before the third Spider-Man film, like, and then production schedules like shifted around. So I remember, I think I saw an interview for no way home. Uh, the writers there, uh, they were saying how they had to essentially change Strange's mindset from not know from knowing a good amount about the multiverse to like not really knowing anything because we're seeing him first in this one, you know? So, um, I definitely think coming out of this that, well, in no way home strange may have had some inklings of whatever the multiverse was. Cause obviously he's, uh, has been, he's gone to other dimensions with like the astral plane and like that sequence in the first film, like where, he, where the ancient one sent him through all those different dimensions and he's been right. in the dark dimension and everything. So he's aware of that concept and such, you know, but I think he maybe hasn't had that much knowledge or um, dealings with the actual multiverse. So cu- seeing what happened with Spider-Man and that he's like, in, he's now encountered two other Spider-Men um, and variants of uh, essentially of people who may or may not exist in the MCU proper, you know, being the villains, you know, it maybe has frightened him a little more knowing that there's this untapped potential out in the, in the universe that something could be happening or whatever. So he's probably more cautious about everything and just is like, doesn't. And um, as we've seen in some of the official trailers uh, from weeks ago and months ago that like, uh, Wong and Mordo are definitely seem to be um, blaming him for a lot of maybe whatever's unlocking the multiverse is like he's he did something and like something is now happening so that's kind of I think he's trying to f- 
figure out what's going on and how to contain it and make it not get exorbitantly worse. Yeah. And so, uh, Brian, do you think in, in this, I know, I feel like we saw there's a bit in, uh, and I, I'm only going off of what I've seen, which I think is the first two trailers, but there's a, there's a bit where he's pulled in front of who we assume was the Illuminati, almost appearing as if he's being passed by judgment. Do you think, you know, they're, they're like, all right, round this guy. Like he, he, he fixed it though. He like, he put everything back. Why would they be bringing him in? Yeah. I don't know. <sighs> Is it because you're a master of the mystic arts you get brought into them versus the TBA? Um, and I, a great point there. Yeah, I'm, I'm wondering if I, I, Kevin Feige has said that the events of Loki will have some sort of effect on this film. That could simply be introducing you to the concept of variance. That could be all Loki really has to do with anything. Um, I don't. It, it it almost has to be the Illuminati. I'm with you, Alex. I have only officially seen the first two trailers. I don't know anything yeah. else there's been images that people need to be more careful with it's it's been really frustrating uh but overall i'm still very unspoiled about this film so me too i don't know i would assume the events of spider-man no way home have to do with this especially because the the line from no way home is the multiverse is a concept in which we know very little and then he says that in the trailer that we got in the post credit scene for no way home so I assume that to be the event that kind of causes this effect of whatever is coming next. Who the Illuminati are, I don't know. We assume that to be who they are. But that's really all the only thoughts I have on that. I don't really have a ton on it. Yeah, yeah. that's a good point you bring up, though. So you've got, what, two different governing bodies, basically, uh, through some form of the multiverse. And I'm wondering, and I see Kevin, I saw your, your eyes light up. Is that what you're thinking too? Well, I was just going to say it's it, worth noting that uh, Michael Waldron is the new screenwriter. Once uh, uh, Scott Derrickson left and Sam Raimi came over and uh, Michael Waldron was the head writer for um, Loki the first season, right. you know? So obviously he spent months with working with the writers, building the TVA, the rule of time traveler uh, and, or uh, moving between the multiverse and whatnot and time. And so obviously then he get, goes over to Dr. Strange. And uh, from what I've read, it was more or less a little bit of like a full rewrite essentially. So like, obviously like to Brian's point, like why is it, if we've already introduced the TVA um, besides just if it's potential, if it is the Illuminati beyond it, just being a cool concept that they want to introduce, like, why is it the Illuminati? Why is it not the TVA? Right. You know? So um, yeah, the, the Illuminati is more cinematic than the sure. Is, but of I, course. I just had a light bulb moment. If you wouldn't mind, what if the events, we know the TVA still exists because of how season one of Loki ended, but what if the events of this caused such a, such a mass array where like the TVA is one governing body. And then, like we have the Illuminati who's trying to rein things back in because of what Kang is doing over at the TVA. Like it could be that the Illuminati is operating without the confines of the TVA, trying to not be a part of it to try and get the sacred timeline put back together. Um, that would make as much sense as, as anything. Yeah, that's a great point. And I think that I, I, my guess would be, in terms of carryover, it has to be, you know, kind of what happened in that last episode because, you know, the, the branches, everything going off. So it's like, okay, and maybe it's even something as simple as, as a misunderstanding like that, which would be interesting of like, they bring Strange in because of what he did in, in No Way Home, but they're under the assumption that maybe he's the one who like 
released all of these new universes and multiverses. And he's like, no, you know, that wasn't me. Or so. may, do you think, <laughs> let me ask you guys this though. Do you think we will see Loki in this movie? Because the last time we, we have seen them together in Ragnarok. So they have a little bit of a history together. And so it would make sense. And you could have a fun callback to like, are you going to throw me into a, you know, a pit for another 30 minutes or something? Do you think he's going to show up for 30 minutes? <laughs> I, I do not think so. I think okay. we end this movie at the same time that Loki season one ended. I think the timelines are going to be similarly matched up Ooh, Okay, where, where both things kind of end at the same moment to an extent and then teasing quantum mania and Kang and everything else. That's what I think. I, I think we might see Loki though. I don't, if we do, I don't know how it would line up with anything we've already seen in Loki season one. Cause obviously that was uh, being in the TVA for most of the season. That's outside time and space. So obviously yeah, the end of, uh, I, I know when it originally released, people were saying, that the ending weirdly the way it cut was lined up with Wanda's thing and the end of WandaVision and like who, who knows how if people were really grasping at straws there. So like, is that we don't actually know quote unquote where the end of Loki is lining up in the proper timeline, you know? So I, I could completely agree with Brian. It could be we, whatever happens in here, we can see something and, Oh, that's the, the, we see the breaking of the multiverse with he who remains and everything, or it could have been earlier before the, uh, the events of this movie. So it, it's so hard to say without any further information, which we may get now. We may not get until Loki season two. So Alex, Good let point. me turn that back on you. Do you, who do you think is more likely to appear on screen, Tom Hiddleston or Jonathan majors? I guess if we're picking between the two of them, probably Jonathan Majors. Um, that's, that's where and, I'm at. Too. And I would, I would think that he would be. And this is, this is my my opinion. As I, I've been thinking about, it. I don't think we've talked about it yet. But there's there's a piece in Jonathan Hickman's Fantastic Four where Reed Richards finds the Council of Reeds, and it's it's like an Illuminati basically of Reed Richards from across the multiverse who have been trying to kind of push everything in the right direction to make sure that Dr. Doom doesn't win in any universe, like a lot of stuff like that. And I wonder if they're borrowing from that in the sense of, because Illuminati, right? Like they, we talked about it last week. They're very secretive. Obviously this is too, but they're very uh, confined. And this felt a lot more um, ceremonial. It felt like there was a lot more, like they're in an actual building and you're being brought in front of them for, which is literally what I, if I'm remembering right, it's been a while, but I think in that Reed Richards is brought in front of the council of Reeds because he does something. And so I'm wondering if they're pulling like, and combining both of those things, which again, makes a lot of sense because they really like Hickman's stuff. Uh, but it could be something like that where, and if that's the case, that there will totally be a Kang on that group. Because if you're talking about a council of people like that, you would want probably Kang. There would probably be some version. I mean, it's either going to be Reed Richards or Dr. Doom. One of those two would be the, the Fantastic Four one. You'd have probably another Dr. Strange. And maybe we can chit chat about that. Okay, so like what would be... Like, what would be your perfect Ill Illuminati that would show up if we'd say maybe there's six people? So my guesses would be Kang, a Reed Richards or Doom, a Doctor Strange. That's maybe a different version of Doctor Strange or a variant. So how do you hang on? Educate me as a non-comic reader yeah. for the most part. How do you have somebody like a Victor Von Doom or a Kang on something that's supposed to be revered as not necessarily evil in the Illuminati? I understand he who remains wasn't necessarily evil. Is that kind of what you're? what you're getting at yeah as in this would be this would not be 
Kang, it would probably be like Nathaniel Summers. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, or not, Nathan, not Nathaniel Summers, um, but Nathaniel Richards. Richards. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. And so, because, you know, Kang's got all these different versions of himself, and this would be, and same with Victor Von Doom, this would be the version of, yeah, they're, I mean, think about it. You got Namor on the Illuminati, too, where he's not necessarily a good guy at all, but he's kind of, he's an anti-hero. And so you would have that in them being kind of the anti-hero of the person who, does what needs to be done to get things done. Um, I could see there. I know I, I it's, it's been a weird speculation about Tony Stark being in there of Tom Cruise being there, but I could see Tony Stark being one of the people in there too, a variant version of Tony. Uh, and then from there, I, I mean, I can't even think of who would be another like big name. Cause if you think about it, they're, they're going to probably need to introduce a few new faces, that but there cool. also needs to be some familiar faces there to give you the gravity of the, to give the general audience, the gravity of the situation. Like, Oh, whoa, Tony Stark is a part of this. Like that's a big deal. But I'm trying to think of who else in the group would be someone good enough or a variant version of someone good enough. But any, any thoughts from either of you? And I guess Kevin will start down with you. Any, any other people you think that'd be on this council? Um, I mean, well, I, uh, Based on the the official trailers, it's implied that uh, Charles Xavier probably. Oh, is on good this, call. You know? Yep, yep, so, that's right. So Thank he's you. he's probably on this, and again, it's either the version from whatever part of the X Men timeline you want to count as what's counting, because that's just a mess all in and of itself. Or it's none just, of it. None of it. Yeah. <laughs> or it's just another var- variation of of Professor X. Um. Yeah. I. Um. Uh, maybe some sort of person who's a black panther not necessarily a t'challa but oh like yeah yeah, yeah. great black point. panther might be on it um i honestly as you were thinking now i was thinking what if um what if chris evans is there as a steve rogers as a not as morally sound um captain america like we got in the mcu and uh, stuff but like something like that like i'm just like what if chris evans just is either there or in this movie as well because like or he, chris evans as johnny storm yeah I, I don't think that'd he would be, be. Oh, that'd be that's not Illuminati. That's not, not Illuminati. Illuminati. No, but like yeah. in a, a part of the movie where part he shows movie, up yeah. or they go through a universe where he flies by or something, that would be yeah. awesome. Because <laughs> I mean, yeah, there was a stretch. There was, what is it, from like 2014 to like 2018 or something or 2019, like Chris Evans was in like a movie every year, like, or no, from 2013 or what? Like, so like he had that streak right. of like he was in a movie every year for Marvel Studios. And so like, I, I don't know. I feel like what they would somehow get him back hopefully I, I i like the the johnny storm idea though brian i like that as like um coming through and seeing him for that like i feel like i feel like chris evans would enough time has passed since those movies and with the success of marvel studios and seeing what they're doing and maybe learning more about the comics having worked with marvel studios that he would i think he would be game for that i think he would he would he would enjoy that i think he would have fun with it Alex, will you humor me? I want to do this real quick. So 2011 would have been Captain America. 12 would have been Avengers. 13 would have been Thor the Dark World. 14 would have been Winter Soldier. 15 would have been Ultron. 16 would have been Civil War. 17 would have been Homecoming. Yeah, Homecoming. 18, Infinity War. 19, so there you go. So, yeah, yeah, it was all the way back to 2011. I I thought I, I forgot about, yeah, all the way back, yeah. That's, that's awesome. That's insane. <laughs> do we want? Do we count his voiceover in Winter in uh, Falcon Winter Soldier as twenty twenty? Oh wait, no, that was twenty twenty. Was that twenty twenty? Twenty twenty one. Twenty twenty got missed. Yeah. There was literally oh, nothing. Yeah, man, that year. That was a weird year. Yeah. <laughs> um, I I'm I'm with Kevin. I think it would be it would be cool to see somebody like Chris Evans. I, the Charles Xavier thing seems to be a given at this point from the Super yeah. Bowl trailer. Um, so that that's going to be interesting how they tie that in. Um, 
I'm going to save a couple of my ideas for our wish list items um, yeah. that I'm pulling from the trailer, um, or excuse me, from the poster specifically. Ooh, uh, yes. yeah. I'm I'm very interested to see how I trust Marvel to be able to tell this in a way that will be easy, not easy for the three of us, but easy for my mom or my dad mm-hmm. or somebody like that to really follow along with what's going on. I think this is going to be where some casual Marvel fans kind of get a little bit annoyed with everything, kind of like what happened in Loki, but most people still made the trip with Loki. Right. I think now you might start to, this is what makes me a little nervous about the multiverse in general, but I just, I want to know what counts and I don't want my story splitting where this takes place in one universe and this takes place in another universe and they're all films. And I don't want that. That's all. That's my only wish list for this movie. Yeah, that's a good point. And I think something that they're probably very aware of. I mean, they they know their fan base in terms of you know, all the all the questions everyone had about how time travel worked after and endgame. And it was like, come on, we explained it to you in the movie, but they're they're still digging at it. And it's like they, they have to know. Um, and I, I had a thought about that too. Was oh yeah, yeah. I would say my wish list for that is I think what we'll see is obviously we're going to see them go into a bunch of different multiverses, but it's going to be, you know, quick enough to where you're not like what's real, what's not real. But I kind of hope we get that in for at least a moment. Like I would love it to where you're so engrossed in whatever universe they're in that you forget that that's the right, the wrong universe. And, you know, something bad happens in it. And then you're like, Oh wait, that's this is like, that would be cool. I feel like that'd be a good get, but you're totally right. I mean, and again, I haven't, I haven't read any reviews or any spoilers, but I've just, I've seen the early reactions of the movie and it's not that it's been mixed. There's been a lot of positivity around it, but I could totally see with a movie that's only two hours long and them throwing a ton of stuff at you in a really great way that some general audience people would be like, this is a lot, like there's a lot to follow. I'm I'm getting lost. We're going into multiple universe, but but, you know, that's the kind of thing that happens. I imagine some people went and saw everything everywhere all at once and felt the exact same way, but it's like, that's kind of what you get with that. Kevin, a thought came to me. Um, uh, you said you, Captain America on the council. What if it was Captain Carter on the council? Yeah, I could, I could see, I could see that. I, I based I, that's and it's 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 yeah. the Captain Carter from What If? Because yeah. to me, that would make sense, right? She was the leader of the Guardians of the Multiverse, and mm-hmm. that's what allowed her to be on this group, uh, which would make sense because she seems like a a little bit more of a questionable character than Steve Rogers was like, she's kind of willing to get a little bit dirty compared to him. Um, but yeah, that just popped into my head. And, her uh, but, shield, and this is one of the things yeah. that I was talking about on the poster. Her shield is in a shard of glass on that. Yeah. Right. She's, she's a, she's a given in this film for me now. Like Same. I want her to play a massive, massive role because I love Haley Atwell. I love that character. I think seeing Haley Atwell, like be able do to we know this. if it's going to be Haley Atwell that that and that's a valid point too like we I, really, I, I people, hope and I pray but yeah. uh I assume yeah. so I, I if we're going to pull that well. character I we would have to I would think yeah I feel mm-hmm. like that would I feel that would be like a disservice to the I goodwill agree. that they had with Haley Atwell like all through first Avenger then the one shot and then doing the TV series and stuff like that would just and then obviously bring her back for what if like to have it be somebody else as a Captain Carter character variant like i yeah it, it's Haley atwell if, if she appears it's Haley atwell yeah i agree uh and i see katie just joined the chat hi katie welcome um looking at this i had i had two other notes too obviously we're going to be seeing a lot of a lot and part of that being probably you know a hundred doctor strangers so um i've got a note here for the strange supreme from what if 
but also strange. And I think that's how he was in, well, it had to be, I feel like, yeah. in zombies episode, wasn't he a zombie in that episode? So do you think we're going to see both of those? It seems like it from the trailer that we're going to see those versions. Do you think they're going to do like, Hey, this is what it is, or it's just going to be like throwing you in the middle of it. If you saw what, if you know what's going on, if not, yeah, I think I think I saw uh, about a month ago or whatever when the pop when the Funko Pops came out and such, and then there was a Empire the Empire cover story, which was I think for April or March or whatever. I think within that story, it said um, the it's Supreme Strange or Strange. It's it the word the right. words are reversed from What If, and it, it, they said it's probably not the same version. Uh, cause that the one that we've seen in the trailer where at the very first end of the trailer, uh, the first one where he's like, things have gotten out of hand like that right. has been like more sinister or whatever. So I don't think we're going to see the what if version, but maybe one that like was on the same trajectory and just is of becoming a guardian in the multiverse. So it became sinister or whatever. Um, the zombie one, I think, yeah, I think we have a good chance that could be potentially the same one from the what if episode, I think. Um, but yeah, there's like, also, based on the pops, there were two others. There's one called uh, Fender Strange. That's the one with the ponytail. Right. And, the, yep. and then there's one called, um, uh, oh, you know, I think that the Supreme Strange, I think that one, I think they is the one that's the statue that's outside Bleecker, um, Bleecker Street. Um, and I think they said that in the Empire article from months ago, it said it was based on the Defenders comic version of the character or whatever. So uh, it's just going to be interesting of like if they pull like they did with Loki with um, Richard E. Grant's character of like essentially a comics version of the character and what exactly. um, um, what it looked like in the Thor Love and Thunder trailer, how like that Thor, the, the teenage Thor looked like a Thor straight from the comics. Like if this Defender or whichever strange it is, is like one from the comics and how Benedict plays that or whatever. But um, yeah, it's just like, I, I don't know how much from what if they're going to pull from. It would be really cool if they did tie things in and such, you know, but I don't know, especially because who, that seems like less of the property that people have watched than the other live action series. So, okay. Don't spend, don't spend this limited runtime. Like two hours and six minutes is not a lot of time, especially with what they're trying to accomplish. Don't spend a hundred or any time in that 126 minutes in trying to tell me what's going on. I'm already on board for this is going to be absolutely yeah. nuts. Like just drop me into a universe. There's a zombie version. I'm caught up. I don't need, any sort of explanation. Yeah. Um, I, I, I didn't love that episode of, of what if I'm going to be honest, like, so the, as little as it pulls from like, I'm okay. It, it wasn't my favorite. Um, but like simple fact is we're going to get at least four or five different versions of the one guy, which is going to make Oscar Isaac a little bit jealous. I think. <laughs> right. Yeah. That'll be interesting. And may, maybe, okay. There was, and there's another person I was just thinking, I was like, Ooh, do you think they would be in it? We'll see if, uh, Dang, we'll see if it comes back to me. Uh, but we'll move on to another amazing character that's showing up in this movie, which is uh, the Scarlet Witch herself, Wanda Maximoff. Uh, she is coming fresh out of WandaVision. Uh, and if I, I don't think anyone has not seen that show, if you haven't, you got to check it out, if, especially if you love sitcoms. Uh, it was amazing. But uh, the long short of it, is that she went, uh, she had some trauma from losing vision and uh, using her powers created a hex all across a town, uh, entrancing everyone within it uh, and turning them all into characters in her shows in order to have the life she wanted to have with vision. Uh, and so by the end of that show, 
she was, you know, plagued in a sense by Agatha Harkness as well, who in a way kind of forced her into becoming the Scarlet Witch, which was really cool. And so they had a really big fight. We read that she is the like destroyer of worlds, basically not Galactus level, but that her, her destiny was always destruction, basically. And that her power is also more powerful than the Sorcerer Supreme. And, uh, and so that's where we kind of leave her is her meditating in a cabin in the woods and, uh, she hears her children. So, uh, Brian, we'll start with you first on this one. Where, where do we see, uh, things going for her in this film? I don't know. I really don't know. I don't know if we end this film and she's a villain or not. We're coming into the film and she's not a villain. Um, I, I want all things happy for her. I hope she makes it out of this film with her children intact. I don't know how that's possible. Um, but I think, uh, I think Billy and Tommy will be in this movie. I think that's the whole point of that tease at the end of, of WandaVision. Um, I can't wait to see what she is that, that line in the trailer of you do this and you're a hero. I do this and I'm vilified. Right. Um, which leads me to some sort of a, a villainous turn of some sort. I thought we would end WandaVision with her as the villain in this film. Not the case. Um, Alex, as Alex said, if you haven't watched WandaVision, like go watch it, at least watch the Marvel studios legends of Scarlet, Witch to refresh your memory on what happened in WandaVision. Um, I, she's the character I'm most excited for in this movie because I'm so emotionally attached to WandaVision. That's a huge part of it. Um, a destroyer of worlds. Like you said, we're going to get the witch part of Scarlet, Witch. And how that plays against, I think we're going to see just as many versions of her, which is going to be really, really interesting to watch Elizabeth Olsen flex her muscles. It's going to be interesting. I'm excited. What about you, Kevin? I'm letting my cat in. Yeah. Um, I think, um, I I think she's, I don't think she's going to go full villain in this, um, in the film. I feel like her and strange are going to start down the same path. And at some point they might diverge in, the means of which they approach their goal of for whatever, whatever they're, if it's just try and stop these variants coming through or this greater threat or whatever, that strange is going to view it one way. She's going to view it another, and maybe it's going to factor into how she's able to have her uh, boys return or whatever. So that I think might put her and Dr. Strange at odds, but I wouldn't maybe, I, I, I would agree with Brian, maybe, at originally at the end of WandaVision seeing her as the villain and even before seeing some of the early trailers, I probably would have pegged Wanda as being the villain, but the marketing that in the two trailers at least have at least shown that she maybe isn't, but that could, you know, they could have only shown us the part where obviously she's not, but uh, yeah, I, I just, at some point we have to get her saying either no more mutants or, let there be mutants or something along that line. Cause I, I mean, I feel that's like, I think the, one of the biggest like iconic parts from the comics for the character that now that they have gone into the Scarlet Witch territory that like they need to do at some point. So yeah, who knows if by the end of this, she said like we, instead of saying no more mutants, she says, let there be mutants or something. And that's how we get our firm, the firm way of getting uh, X-Men into the MCU now or, or, maybe they save it and, and they ever actually do an actual house of M esque adaption. And then it goes there, you know, but like, uh, yeah, either I, I, I like Brian, I'm just excited to see, uh, the, cause I'm pretty sure, um, yeah, they, uh, Sam Raimi has said like an interview months ago, uh, that like, yeah, it was great to see Benedict do his 
versions and then have Elizabeth Olsen like come in and like doing her versions of everything. So there are definitely variants of, of Wanda in this. And I'm excited to see that we, we potentially saw one of them in the trailer of when we were in the Westview, um, <laughs> the Westview uh, uh, house again, like with her in the Scarlet Witch garb and then the, her like uh, the nineties esque uh, or two thousands esque clothing. And they were touching. So who knows if that was variants or that's her, like a mental image or something, you know, so it's going to be exciting to see what her variants are and, what they do and everything we're gonna get i don't know if you were thinking this too brian but uh we're gonna get x-men let there be uh let there be mutants is gonna be the the new x-men movie <laughs> yeah can i cast a reverse wish list i this movie <laughs> this movie has way too much to accomplish than to introduce mutants like introduce the x-men as a variant version like obviously charles xavier yeah like, you can't ignore it um but Man, that's a lot to accomplish. And I mean, it would it would be the it would be the end it would be like the end something or other like it would like kind of like kind of scene or, or yeah, well, yeah. kind of in, 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 in essence like the snap like how that was just right at the end of the movie everybody got dusted that's how we end like whatever the final battle like she, something's happening and she just says it and it just reverberates out I, and then I keep going it. back to I have to keep reminding myself this is a Doctor Strange film yeah. after all like Mordo is going to be kind of the the one of the main antagonists if not the main antagonist i have to keep reminding myself this is a doctor strange movie it is pushing the mcu forward but i think giving another character that moment in this film would be would be interesting i don't i think for that reason is why i don't see that happening personally and i when you said it kevin my my immediate thought was maybe that's part of xavier's backstory or it's or it's something that they see in a random multiverse because i agree you know, obviously she has a lot of stories to tell and the MCU is doing a better job with it than the comics, but that no more mutants line is like her infamous line. Yeah. It's like saying Avengers assemble. Mm -hmm. And so even if it's just, you know, professor Xavier being like, yeah, where I, the universe that I'm from, I am one of 198 mutants left. Cause that's how many were left after she did it. They do a quick flashback and, you know, cause, and that's what I was going to ask. That's what I was going to ask. Do you think, they're pulling our pulling the wool out from us, and it's strange and Wanda getting taken to the Illuminati that maybe they both because it sounds like he's going to her for help, right? He's like, you know, what do you know about the multiverse? They're teaming up in terms of her being a villain. I don't think she's going to be a villain in this, but I think one of her variants would be and finds out about it and then tries to. I don't know what it's going to be though, in terms of is it them getting their kids back, is it them doing this, that, or the other, but. It would be cool for, you know, she's there and she sees this future or she sees this future, a day of future past, perhaps that, uh, you know, no more mutants is said. And she's like, I would never say that, like, blah, blah, blah. But at least we get to see it as fans. That would be kind of cool or and she's tragic too. no more enhanced. Well, oh, no, it, no, no, no. But what if it is like, what if it's the Professor Xavier from the Fox universe? And Scarlet Witch shows up and says it, and all the mutants disappear. Like I feel like that'd be a cheerworthy moment of uh, for the fans in the theater. Like, oh, it's like the, the Deadpool with the sealed off mouth, just like gets <laughs> dusted. They all disappear. Like that'd be great. The Juggernaut's there. <laughs> Does he have a cable up his butt still? Yeah. Oh yeah, all of it. Yep. Yeah, that would be that would actually be kind of cool. Um, but yeah, I, I think uh, I just again, I'm not. It's not a spoiler. I, She's going to kill it. I, I just have a feeling with what she was given and performed in WandaVision to be able to do it now in a movie, I think, and, and to be even further along in her journey now where we know everything, like 
I feel like she's going to almost have the most impactful scenes, even though this is a Doctor Strange movie. I feel like we've become so, and that's what's funny is like we've become really attached to Doctor Strange too. Like the Doctor Strange movie, I really liked. I think maybe both of you guys liked it at least. Like you did not like it, but it wasn't until Infinity War that we really fell in love with Doctor Strange. And then now it's like, give us this movie. So there's going to be a lot of cheerworthy moments with him. But I feel like there's going to be a whole heck of a lot of even whether it's cheerworthy or just crying uncontrollably of things that she has says or does or just just all of it. Yeah, I want to I want to put this out there. Feeling hot, hot, hot. If I were ranking characters, I'm most excited to see in this film. Strange is fourth or fifth. Like there's a lot more in this film. I'm not like overly attached to the guy. I really like him. I like how he moves the entire universe forward, but I'm not overly attached to dr strange i'm way more attached to wanda i have a feeling my daughter and i are going to be way more attached to america chavez i think there's going to be a lot within this film that i'm going to be a lot more attached to i I, if i see captain carter like yeah Yeah, forget about strange (laughs) yeah it's all over man like so with uh it'll be all over for her (laughs) yeah i i like him like don't get me wrong but for me he's more of a of a device of moving the mcu forward than he is my favorite character. I agree. Yeah. And then with that said, let's, uh, let's talk about a couple of those other supporting characters. So we got the other, we only have a few, but uh, that we know of, uh, but Wong uh, last we've left him. He has uh, taken the mantle of Sorcerer Supreme, which is kind of where we find him in no way home, but also he brings Shang-Chi and Katie into whatever thing it is i don't know if that's officially them saying i assumed it was that they're avengers now basically but you know he's analyzing the 10 rings he's been doing a lot of stuff behind the scenes do you think any of that obviously the sorcerer supreme stuff but like do you think any of the shang chi stuff is going to carry into it as well are we going to see shang chi i mean he's training abomination oh well all the rest of this yeah, is happening. there's another one do you think he's gonna pop in here as I, well? I feel like abomination she-hulk i feel yeah, like I, I, yeah abomination okay. she-hulk okay. does that mean Shung- wong's gonna be in she-hulk then maybe maybe i didn't even think of that but uh i shang chi is a i think a very uh 50 50 toss-up like it's we could see him but i if if we do i don't like i don't see how he plays a role other than Wong being like, look strange. Here's this person that something's been happening in the universe with these relics. Like, like I I can't see how he fits it unless he appears as he's one of the variants that we see or something, but like him proper. I, I, I would love to see him. I just, I don't know how he would fit into this story based on what we know so far. For for me, I don't, I, I don't think abomination will show up because I think the only way, like, I feel like everything like the abomination storyline we know tim roth is in she hulk we know abominations in there it really wouldn't make a ton of sense to really force that into here especially because last we know like well i mean the abomination clearly isn't in jail anymore or how's 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 he training with with wong like i mean so it can get a little bit weird but um i, I think if we do get shang chi like i feel like that shang chi post credit scene takes place after this film because like Hulk or Bruce is Bruce again. He's not even Professor Hulk anymore. Like, I feel like we need to resolve that before we really introduce Shang-Chi to the Avengers. And again, it's just another character that as much as I love Shang-Chi, it would be fun. It doesn't fit this world yet. 
to me. Yeah. So speaking of not fitting this world and being another character, we saw some some bits and pieces of Christine Palmer in the trailer as well. <laughs> that was it, me. Uh, and, and hey, no offense to her. I, I love Rachel McAdams. But uh, and even in that, it made sense. But only to say, again, you're stuffing a lot in this film. What are we doing with Christine? So we last we left her was in Doctor Strange. And it was kind of a understanding that Steven was going to go do his own thing. And she's going to kind of, I'll be here if you need me sort of thing. But now we're seeing that um, it looks like she's getting married. And it's most likely not to Steven, unless this is a multiversal Christine where she is getting married to Steven. And he's getting to see what his life would be like had he been nicer to her in some other universe. Um, Kevin, what do you think about Christine? Do you think... Is she going to play a bit, pretty big part? I mean, she's in some of the character posters. Yeah, she has I mean, her own character um, poster. I think if I remember when she was originally supposed to be in the movie, then I think there were reports that she wasn't in the movie, and then there were reports that she was back in. So I wonder if, like, whatever they were originally thinking, like they were like teetering on if she was going to be in it or not, or maybe it was also scheduling something with Rachel McAdams. But um, yeah, I mean, we haven't seen this character in a while, um, so it's going to be interesting. Um, I do believe. Um, she's also been confirmed that we're going to see variants of her throughout the film as well, you know? So, um, I think it's going to be interesting to see how she gets just looped back into this world. I mean, I guess you, we can kind of look at, um, the what if episodes in a sense of how the, the Dr. Strange specific one, like it kind of established that, yeah, Christine is like his one true love, like throughout this, whatever, but like, at least since we've we haven't seen him a, a lot, but like in Avengers, uh, Infinity War, not really in game, but like in No Way Home, like there's not even like a mention of like love life relationships or whatever, you know. So like, it, it, if if Christine never showed up again in this movie, like I would have been like, oh, she was in the first one, and then like we're done, we're moving on. Like maybe I, I know there's that character Clea from the comics that has yep. been a love, you know, like maybe they were going to go towards her, but she's back. So, I mean, honestly, I have no idea what's going on. Um, she was, she, we saw her in one clip of the trailer where she's with America Chavez and Dr. Strange and they're in some dimension looking through a door. Then apparently a newer spot, um, from a couple of weeks ago came out and she's not in that shot anymore. So, you know, like what's going on, what's happening, you know, don't really know how she's going to play any part in this unless they meet a version of her that also has mystic abilities. Like, I don't know how, like, how is she going to help this journey? of this yeah. film. Brian, she's, any thoughts to that? She's last on the list of characters I'm excited to see. Um I I it feels like a contractual thing to put her in the movie. I don't think I hope we don't spend a lot of time around that. I think that that operating table scene where she's being instructed by Steven as to what to do and how to save him in the first one is a really great scene. I think mm -hmm. she fit into the first movie really well. But simple fact is Steven has clearly learned how to live his life without her. I don't know why we're tying her back in. I hope it's it's the part of the movie I'm most nervous for. Can yeah, we go back to Wanda really fast? I want to get into the weeds for a second, Ooh. Alex, and see get your opinion on this. Wanda's a Nexus being. That has been named. How do we have variants of variants of a Nexus being? To my understanding, is that's not what's supposed to happen. So do you believe the MCU to be rewriting the rules on a Nexus being? That's a that's a great question. And and honestly, obviously, I don't know the answer, but it's very possible, though. My question would be, why are they wanting to rewrite the rules so quickly? Like I, I, I get, you know, in well, 10 they never years, were officially laid out either. The I guess that's true. I mean, what did they say? What the, they've said that Agatha, Agatha said that 
uh, I'm pretty sure it was Agatha, if I remember correctly. When and maybe was, we're reading too much into it. There was only the mention of the word Nexus, I think, was only in that uh, like pharmaceutical pill commercial. So. I see. Yeah, because I, I mean, to me, knowing what I know, I would just say that she has variants and that there's a Scarlet Witch in every universe. But she is the Scarlet Witch in every universe. So maybe maybe the idea that in other universes, there someone else would be the Scarlet Witch. Well, because she's a Nexus being, she is the Scarlet Witch in every, every single time. universe sort okay. of thing. That would probably make the most sense and save them the most time. Um, that would be my guess. Or, or that just in this universe, she's a Nexus being, whereas in another universe whatever her variant is just isn't an, like she's just like the nexus being anchor to somebody per universe not necessarily across universes maybe yeah. Um, yeah. but but yeah i think it was just something i thought of i would know yeah. i think that that'll be really cool because if they're doing variants of her we're gonna get a story about her like part of this there's no reason why they haven't been marketing her as much as dr strange if we're not getting some significant development for her too so or, maybe that's a piece of it is figuring it, out who she is in this, this grand multiverse sort of thing. Cause she, all she knows is what Agatha told her and Agatha told her like a sentence worth of stuff before she got turned back into Agnes. So she's got a lot of questions that probably need to be answered questions that, you know, someone like a council of people or someone would be able to maybe answer for her. Maybe she she's has, on the council or a dark. She also, she also has the dark hold. Yeah. I was going to say, and she she's got the dark hold too. Yes. Looking through that. And maybe that's a piece the, of it. Maybe her reading the dark hold unleashes something that, um, cause that stuff's volatile. Like the dark holds volatile. So I maybe. think it'd be super fun. I think it'd be super fun if she truly is a Nexus being, and all these variants that we've seen of of in all this marketing, like is is we explore what if Wanda had made certain decisions, and I think that like it's all the same character. Like I think that'd be kind of fun too, because mm -hmm. uh, the boys cool. can still exist in a multiverse without her. But it would be it would be interesting. Anyway, proceed with your list of characters. I no, have. that's fine. That's fine. Hey, that's what that's why we're here. We got all the time in the world. Uh, next up, we got Mister Baron Mordo, who is uh, we left in 2016. Uh, taking the powers away from Pangborn himself, uh, which was a huge bummer and a really uh, mean move by him. Uh, but now we've only seen a little piece of him. And I would point out, too, when we're talking about variants, we've possibly only seen a variant of Mordo. Because from what I can gather in these trailers, he doesn't seem like a bad guy. I mean, he's got dreads now. He seems kind of nice in some of the things that he says. So maybe it's there's a maybe there's a Mordo from another universe that helps them, but maybe there is still a Mordo in this universe who is exacting their revenge as well. Again, we're tossing a lot of characters at us, and and you know, are they going to be able to do that? Brian, we'll start with you. What, what do you think is going on with Mordo? It seems like he's like the bailiff for the Illuminati. Um, like he's been the one that's kind of retrieving Strange, and he's ah. bringing them in front of the Illuminati. So. Um, there you it's, go. Okay. It, it, he could uh, uh, leaning toward him being a variant would be interesting. Chiwetel Ejiofor, I believe, mm -hmm. is as close as I can get to pronouncing that name correctly. Um, he's he's a lot of fun. I, the the villainous turn for him at the end of Strange did seem a little bit easy, for lack of a better term. It it I understand how it all happened, but I feel like he had enough of a conscience that it wouldn't have happened so quickly. So I'm wondering kind of what they're doing here. I do expect him to be a main focus within the film because after all, it is a Dr. Strange film. Um, I don't think we're getting anything much bigger than a strange variant. And, and I don't think we're getting a Galactus level villain. So I hope he's 
I hope he's a, a friend in one version and then a villain in another because I think he's really good when he's teaming up with Steven and Wong. Yeah. Kevin, you think the same thing? Um, I, I actually put him more in the like in the Christine category of like I'm not really sure of like what to think because like obviously yeah. at the end of the 2016 movie they were, were clearly setting up a tra- trajectory that maybe they had some idea of what they wanted to do and then obviously the rest of the slate happened and then they get to the Avengers movies and Doctor Strange kind of takes off in those movies in terms of popularity and like I, I I'm curious of if this sequel idea obviously is like if it kind of came up more recently or if it was some seeds from what they had like early on but I, I definitely feel putting Wanda in the film was a, a newer suggestion of like once they saw where the character was going after Endgame and in WandaVision and whatnot you know so that to me it's like okay so you still have Mordo out here and like to Brian's point this is a Doctor Strange film so we should be including him in such you know so I'm just like to me I'm like I'm I agree with what Brian said of him being like a bailiff for the Illuminati console so maybe whatever he's been doing of trying to take back the people using magic in the wrong way like he did to Pangborn has caught in the Illuminati's eyes and so he like brokered a deal or something and he's been going around for them or whatever but yeah I just I'm interested to see how we loop him back into this story again of same similar of how I thought to Christine like how do we get him in to like obviously his connection is seeing what strange has been doing. So he can come up to him and be like, strange, what are you doing? This is like wrong. So I, I feel he has, he has a stronger connection than Christine, but it's a, uh, it's going to be, I'm going to be interested to follow his story throughout the film and whatever it turns out, if he is mostly villainous or if like Brian said, there's a villainous variant plus uh, a more friendly version or something. Yeah. So in Dr. Strange one, we got the dread Dormammu. And in this movie, we get the dread Mordo. <laughs> Which, uh, yes, dreaming of the day, I'd get the dad joke line from Brian. Thank you so much. Uh, I got one more person on our list before we move into our wants and needs, uh, and that is America Chavez. Again, I imagine there are plenty of other people getting to our predictions piece, uh, but in terms of trailers, in terms of who they've been talking with, these are the ones. So, America Chavez which I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised with. And again, I, I feel like we talked about this last night too, of uh, like, oh, here's America Chavez, this brand new character that we are marketing the hell out of. And she's in all the character posters and all this and that and the other. They're, they're going to be showing so many more characters in this movie because why else would you be blowing such a huge character before the movie even comes out sort of thing, which I, I think is really cool. I love that they've done this. Um, Miss America, as she goes by, uh, really quickly and, and succinctly too. There was a mini series available on Marvel Unlimited called uh, I believe it's America, um, something in the USA, uh, five issue mini series that rewrites her history. Uh, so if you're looking for who is who is Miss America, who's America Chavez, I would just check out that five issue mini series if you're needing something quick. Essentially, um, her mom, her both of her moms had they, they had two kids, two girl daughters. And they had, uh, I, I'm not sure exactly what the, the disease is, but it's called Edges, if either of you know what it is. I don't know if it's real or if it's part of, you know, at the end, the Marvel Universe. But they took them to an island called the Utopian Parallel. And there was a gentleman there, uh, you know, a mad scientist who had a bunch of kids there that he was experimenting on. And they were all, both of her, her moms were scientists. And so they were hoping to find a cure for their kids 
and realized too late that, you know, this guy was a bad guy and was experimenting on them. And so he experimented on America. That's how she got her powers. And she ends up cracking a hole into a universe and escaping as, you know, they're trying to be attacked. And her 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 moms tell her, like, you need to go. This is for your own safety. Get out of here. But her sister falls behind. So her sister is left behind and it's just her. She lands in the, you, you know, she, I think she, I don't even know exactly where it was on the planet, but she shows up in classic fashion in New York city and she's raised by a family there. And now she's this super powered being. Basically she's super strong endurance. I believe she can fly. Uh, but her big claim to fame is that she creates these star portals that she basically punches through and it can take you into another multiverse. So from the trailers, what, what we've seen so far is that it seems like she's being hunted, which makes sense because, again, that's a really cool power that any bad guy would want to be able to use. Um, Brian, we'll start with you on this one. Where where do you think things are heading with her? Um, are you excited to see her? It sounds like you guys, you sounds like you are. Yeah, she's awesome. Like in Marvel Rising on Disney Plus, you can watch it. It's an animated uh, show. My daughter loves it. Like she's the main character. It's a it's a lot of fun. Um, if, if you're saying she gets dropped into New York City, I feel like there. It seems to be their darling scene that we keep seeing in the trailers is is Strange turning in or creating that saw that cuts that bus in half. She probably gets dropped into New York at this exact moment, and Strange saves her. Like I bet that's right. how we meet America Chavez. Um, so that's, I mean, that's going to be interesting. It sounds like if they're rewriting her history, that's going to be a big part of it. Um, so, uh, I mean, I, I don't, I expect nothing from her except yeah. absolute brilliance. They, they announced Sochi Gomez during Disney plus investor day or Disney investor day back in 2020. They've been really looking forward to this character for a really long time. So I, uh, I, I don't know what to expect. I just know that she's going to be the future in the future plans of the MCU and she's going to be fantastic. And they're going to treat this with the tender, loving care she deserves. Yeah. What about you, Kevin? Uh, yeah, I'm echoing pretty much everything Brian said. I'm really looking forward to learning about her and seeing her. Um, I have a feeling based on some of the photos and the trailers we've seen that maybe it's going to have like some like a uh, buddy cop uh, vibes to it a little bit of her and strange or her strange and Wong kind of going through these different, um, universes and such especially giving her powers you know like just being able to punch through uh portals to get to other universes you know and there's that one scene in the trailer where strange is holding her and they're like getting broken up into cubes or whatever so like either like she's like trying to jump through somewhere and like he tries to grab on and then they like dimension hop or something like that you know or something but i feel like the two the two they're um dr strange is going to meet her and like be like who's this kid? Like, what's she doing? Like, she probably like feel like she's a know-it-all or something. And like, she's going to probably look to him as like, I'm just trying to look for somebody who like understands me or something like that, you know? But um, yeah, I some sort of deja vu. Last time I helped a kid, I almost ruined the entire yeah, world. I was just like going to say yeah. the same yeah, thing, yeah, Ryan, but he wouldn't have, he's not going to remember that. No, no, yeah. he won't. But it's yeah. gonna I know, but I was like, you know, maybe people. I was thinking maybe that's what it is, is that he sees her and remembers what, you know, this is what happened with Peter. I'm not going to let that happen again, yeah. but he doesn't remember it. Yeah. So I'll be curious to see how that, 
I'm still interested to see who, who remembers Peter Parker first, right? Like, when's that? Because, you know, that's how it is in the comics. Everyone forgets, but then a couple people remember and yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, cool. Yeah, I'm super pumped for America and to see her too. So let's move into first part will be what is it that we want to see from this movie? Obviously, um, as I will have always instructed, go into this movie with absolutely no expectations. Clear your mind of anything but tonight, we're still two days away, so we've got plenty of time to clear our mind. Right now, we're going to do so by telling you exactly what it is we want to see in this movie. Uh, and Kevin, we'll start with you on this. What are, what are your biggest things that you, you know, oh, I would love it if they did this? Oh, man. I mean, I think mine is more on, like, the character cameos and stuff, which we're going to hit on right after this. Um, but, I mean, I guess I just, I, I think I want, like, a a story that comes out that's like uh, it has the beats like we can't really tell from this uh from the trip like i still don't really know like who's a quote-unquote villain like what's their goal of this like it's obviously they're going up against the variants but like what's what's the driving thing what's the MacGuffin or whatever what's the driving thing of this story to get everybody like from point from the beginning to the end like obviously um strange is getting reprimanded in theory from what he did in no way home but like like what's happening in between and like what's what's he having to do to save the multiverse or what you know so i just want to figure out what that storyline is and then hopefully be like oh my god they're doing this like that'd be awesome or just be like okay i'm for the ride and then like figuring it out or whatever so i think that's the biggest thing uh probably for me outside of the characters that we're gonna hope shows up yeah brian what about you yeah so if this doesn't count characters i just want to see five la cheer out loud moments that are going to get me out of my seat. I want to see a movie that the audience is going to love with all their heart, just like every other Marvel film seems to be able to do. And I expect that that's going to be the case. Yeah. Yeah. I've got, uh, I said, what if live, live action? Oh, and that's what it was. I just remembered it. Are we going to see the watcher in the movie? Uh, if something mm. crazy enough happens and, you know, he shows up to witness it, but uh, something from the, what if show, whether that's Captain Carter, whatever it is, I'd just love to see it translated to live action um, just to see how Marvel does it. Because so far it's only been Star Wars that's done like a live action coming from an animation. Um, I said, I want true multiversal madness. I want to lose my mind in this movie. Like I want to be freaking out, not just during those cheerworthy moments. Like I want to be going, what is going on? But still, you know, kind of know what's going on, but also be like, holy cow. Um, but also uh, some some hints at the future of the MCU. Uh, I know they always do, but I'd love to see a couple of those by the end. And then um, I, the, my biggest one is, I, and I know we're going to get it, and I can't wait, but um, a Doctor Strange and Wanda tag team. I got to see it. Like uh, when Iron Man and Rescue are up in the air, like I need a back-to-back -back of them doing something so badass with their magic where they're combining magic or whatever it is like that to me, that's the thing I've got to see. Cause I know they're going to make that look so good. Yeah. I'm going to add one more thing based on what you said. Oh, okay. uh, I just, yeah, I I'd love to get a sense of where at least this corner of properties that have been connecting get it together. Where what's, where are we heading? Like what's, what's, what's the goal? I hope this, this gives us some, larger breadcrumbs of being like oh this is happening so then like we were talking about offline come later in the year when we think marvel is probably going to be announcing some some of their new projects for that later in 2023 and 2024 and beyond or whatever 
we can be like, oh, maybe it'll be like X proper, like House of M or like uh, right. Secret. I mean, everybody's saying Secret Wars, but like maybe it's whatever storyline, you know, maybe they're going to be adapting that and then we get the Disney Plus series announcement or we get the event film announcement or something, you know. So, I, yeah, that, that's a big one for me. I hope that uh, we get a good film out of it, but it, we can be like, oh, this is definitely a flag planter for the MCU yes. of something that like it's a, a, a benchmark of where we can like base things off of going forward like a civil war almost sort yeah. of thing where yeah it's like a bunch of people are in it um yeah and then that was my last one was just new characters and old characters like i'd love to see ones we haven't seen before that are mcu and then also would love to see with the, the playing on the multiverses some care like you were saying like johnny storm uh chris evans or some characters from fox x-men maybe maybe a fantastic four maybe uh and we'll, we'll get to some of the other ones now but uh um, but yeah, so prediction wise, what are what are some things we're thinking is going to happen in this? And so this is where we'll dive into maybe what are some characters that we're thinking are, is going to show up in here? Obviously, we've talked about Captain Carter, uh, talked about Shang-Chi. Uh, I mentioned that one. The other one I had on here was that the Illuminati, you know, the Illuminati hints at like secret wars coming, coming just like what you were saying, Kevin. So those are kind of my um, big predictions. Uh, Brian, what about you? I know you said you had some. Yeah, I if we're if we're basing it off the Council of Reeds, like it'd be really cool to hear the name Reed Richards at any yeah. point. I don't even have to see it. It'd be just cool to hear the name to know, okay, this is how we're gonna do X-Men or this is how we're gonna do Fantastic Four. Just there's been Fantastic Four news recently. They dropped it in Disney Plus Day for a reason. I I, I where are we headed here? I just want to hear the name. Um, I don't even have to see it. Um in the poster, like I said, the the in the poster there's there's definitely the captain carter shield that one feels like a, a a given there's another spot in the poster that it sure as hell looks like deadpool is in this movie and i would love to see deadpool even for four seconds just to say hey what's up like i want him to have a blast like so if we're talking characters like for the future sure but i want him to just do like a brad pitt is the vanisher in deadpool 2 level stuff like just have just have fun with the multiverse I want Tom Cruise as Tony Stark for four seconds just as a, hey, that, that was weird. Like, and then just move on. Like, just to have fun with the multiverse, make me laugh. And I think it would be a lot, a lot of fun. So when it comes to the future of the MCU, I want a Fantastic Four drop. I want an X-Men drop. I want Deadpool. But from just having fun, I want to see as crazy as we can get a yellow Wolverine costume. Like, just go nuts have fun, do, do stupid stuff and just have it because it doesn't count like it does, but it doesn't, you know what I mean? So right. I just want them to have fun with it. Yeah. Kevin, what about you? Any predictions on your end? Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I definitely, I, I think Deadpool, no matter what, just feels like he fits. Like if, if Disney didn't buy Fox, I feel like we would have been saying anyways, Oh, Deadpool would fit in this because because he breaks the fourth wall and it would like be perfect anyways. But because of all of that, like, I feel like that's like a perfect quick way to be like him to even come in and like, he could break it. wall. like, what if his lines are whenever they did it, it was whatever, but through ADR or whatever, he comes in, he's like, Hey guys, like I'm here. Like my movie's coming out 2024 or whatever. Like I'll see you then. (laughs) Or like, you know, and like, that's how we find out. Okay. That's what Deadpool three is coming out or something. You're like, he's just like, and we'll deal with all these wise 
wisecrackers like then or something, you know, or yeah. like all, all these, all these people you thought you knew, like, we're not going to use them anymore. Like, or something like that. So yeah, I agree with Brian. You guys, like you guys saw like the, the Deadpool wish list for like the post credit scene for Endgame, right? Like he comes onto the battlefield after everybody's left. Right, and, right. I'm sorry. That merger took forever, but I'm yeah. here. <laughs> oh, I don't think I saw that. Oh, I gotta, I gotta look I did, that up. Yeah, it yeah, would be um, hilarious. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah. And then, um, yeah, I, I initially was like Tom Cruise's Tony Stark. I don't really know about that one anymore. We'll see. Um, yeah, I d- D- Captain Carter is definitely big. Um, yeah, I feel like giving some hint to like some either classic X-Men costumes or even like the because they're doing the 97, the X-Men 97, the revival of the animated series. Like we in theory don't think that's in the MCU, but maybe it is in the like who knows like maybe they go to that universe or something like who knows Put xavier like, in that big yellow chair <laughs> yeah and then, and then yeah and stuff so like who knows with that and um uh yeah but like i think most of all like with brian like i think any of these i hope that they're fun and that there's like we either like hear a voice or something and we're like what and then we see something and it makes us laugh and like like laugh because of funny and laugh like oh my god like i can't believe they did like you know like so i just i just hope that because there was reports back in like january or february with the reshoots like after loki's thing that they were like redoing some more stuff to get more people in or something so i just i hope there's a good balance of everything and that it's not like too gratuitous or like over the top, but that it like, it all makes sense and it's good payoffs. And like, I I'm trying to think, like, I don't even know if there's like any like inside jokes of anything that like, there's probably going to be something that's going to pay off something that was in like the first Thor or the, like the first Avenger or something that we all forgot about. Or like, Oh my yeah. God, like they remember that or something, you know? So like, I hope there's things like that. Cause I feel like we'll have a lot of fun with it. Like the, how I met your mother pineapple, just pay it off. Yeah. Nice. Awesome. Well, Hey, that's, that's where we're going to wrap our show up. I will caution everyone again. We've had some fun with some predictions and some speculation, but uh, do our best to throw that out of the door. We put it out in the universe. Now, Uh, now we wipe our slates clean, walk into that movie with clear eyes and a full heart and uh, just be along for the ride. And I think Brian, you said it best. Uh, I don't think it's an unfair thing to say, I want some some shouts and some screams in this movie. Like and and yes, 100% screams. Like I that I forgot to mention that too. I want when Scott Derrickson said this was going to be the first horror movie, uh that got me so excited. I love horror movies and so I get that they can't do conjuring level scares, but scare me. I want them to scare me in this movie. I want to have a couple of I don't care if it's a jump scare or what a suspense scare, but you've got Scarlet Witch, you've got creepy creatures, like you've got perfect opportunities plus Sam Raimi to uh to come up with some scary I mean, stuff. But I mean, they did a jump scare with Miss Minutes in the Loki series. Like they could right. do that. If you can do it with Miss Minutes, you can do it in this movie no problem. Yeah. yeah. Maybe she shows up in this movie. That would can be frightening. Can I make one more final prediction? Yes. Toby Maguire and Sam Raimi are reunited for a small scene, and we see can, that that multiverse version of ooh, Peter Parker. I can I could see that. Yeah. Speaking of which, so. what what do we think is going on with Bruce Campbell? Oh God, is he's he in it. okay? Is he a he's, variant of Doctor Strange? That'd no, be another, that'd be. He always looked to me a little bit like. Yeah, that. I mean, he did the April Fool's joke of that. I think he like posted the photo of him in the makeup with like the like comics, and but I don't I don't think he is. Um. I honestly, I at all. Yes, I, I, I think he, he made comments that were saying like, oh, who knows anymore or whatever. But like, I feel like, like I feel like Marvel and them would have made us 
whatever role it was like uh cut proof like they they wouldn't have been able to you know because that's like because everybody's expecting it. everybody knows it's going to be coming at some point but oh, oh god like i couldn't even tell you i hope that's one that like if people know who bruce campbell is it's like but um is he ash like i don't know do they like is he does he reprise ash from like i i wouldn't even know who that is but i just know that that was his character like i yeah. wouldn't even know that like but i don't know is he the patron from or the the usher from uh, or the, the waiter from from the I was going to say waiter D. Steven and Christine go to a certain restaurant for dinner. Yeah, he's the waiter D. Yeah, like what if he's what if he's just all of his what if he appears as all of the, his characters in Sam Raimi's movies like they see him multiple times like what if they do that or something like honestly I don't know like who who who's to say but I, yeah I, he's he's definitely in the film still who knows where and what but i, I mean if good. i was sam raimi i'd be like bruce you've been in all of my movies and this is the, i get an opportunity to have a multiverse i'm having you do a cameo in every scene where we're in a different universe that would be kind of crazy yeah be um, but yeah that, that that'd be super exciting man there's so so much to think about and appreciate with this film but that is where we're going to wrap up so brian kevin thank you guys both so much for coming on this was uh, this was an awesome conversation i am so pumped for this movie now Thanks, thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, absolutely. And so for Comics and Cinema, I'm your host, Alex Klein. Uh, and we have a we've got two things coming up. We've got our Doctor Strange review, which will be premiering on Nerdlife Network next Tuesday. Uh, the podcast format, I think, will be available probably by Sunday evening, something like that. Uh, but then we also have Brian uh, is doing the Earth's Mightiest Weirdos uh, Doctor Strange Sunday special. Uh, that is going to be at, correct me if I'm wrong, Brian, 530 uh, or 730 7 Eastern. Yeah, 730 7 Eastern, 530 Mountain. Time. 530 Mountain. Uh, excited. I think all three of us are going to be there. Uh, I believe Brian and I are seeing the event and uh, and then having a, a boatload of guests. What was that? 2.30 Hawaiian. Ooh, perfect. Awesome. <laughs> um, but yeah, so for Comics and Cinema, I'm your host, Alex Klein, and we will see you at the movies.